boxed, ready for Saturday morning's Greyhound Racing Wrap. Across Victoria, RSN 927 is talking Greyhounds. Here's Simone Fisher. Hello and welcome to another edition of Talking Greyhounds, Saturday the 11th of August. Simone Fisher, good morning to you. Good morning, Trent. How are you? I'm going very well, thanks. Been another busy week, Nationals front and centre. Uh, I'm sure it's a busy show. What have we got planned for us? It is a busy show, Trent. I'll be chatting to Mick Floyd from Sandown for a wrap of the state finals of the Nationals. Uh, Adrian Scott from Warrigal, their St Ledger final is on tomorrow. And also Tony Mestroff, who is the CEO of... GR New South Wales, and um, he's going to shed a little bit of light on the million-dollar chase we were talking about last week. What's been making news? Well, it's now less than two weeks to go until the Nationals finals, and uh, what terrific dogs we've had qualify, and the ones just from Victoria alone I mean, were absolutely wrapped. I think it was a terrific night of racing and the coverage on Thursday night with all the states holding their finals at the same time. So it was a bit hectic, but it was, it was great to see and have those um, expert tips and opinions from each track interstate so we do look to have a stranglehold on the the distance final i think trent um we'll catch up with mick shortly but very very hard to go past batman yeah he was sensational again <laughs> geez he was strong down the back he just put them away uh he's just explosive really exciting uh the warrigal st ledger on sunday it is uh and so i'll be catching up shortly with club manager there adrian scott to hear about that they've got a few other things planned at warrigal as well and speaking of warrigal last sunday they had 24 greyhounds find new homes at the gap adoption day down in that area so it was the first day gap adoption day they had in the gippsland area they do have the baxter facility there where they do have um, gap dogs that can be adopted out but hopefully it gets the word out to the broader community and they can hold some more down in those areas yeah very good stuff there and uh, just remember every day is adoption day you don't have to uh, wait for one of these uh, designated days you can adopt a greyhound at any particular time just go to the website and uh, find out more details so mate, let's go and have a chat to mick floyd rsn 927's talking greyhounds with simone fisher and after a busy night at Sandown Thursday night, Mick Floyd joins me. Mick, uh, have you got over Thursday night yet? Oh, good morning, Simone. No, it's still a little bit weary, but um, look, it's well worthwhile when you have a great night of racing like that, right around the country. And uh, two very good finals, uh, the Croc Media Nationals, in, uh, in two weeks' time. Yeah, how good was the coverage? Wall-to-wall, back-to-back, uh, you know, sprint finals and distance finals from every state at... Gee, whoever came up with the concept of doing it on the one night, when you look back over the years where it was spread over a month, oh, what a what a relief. Yeah, it was. It uh, makes you wonder how these things sort of evolve when you, you see the success of it was on Thursday night. Uh, um, a real celebration of grain racing right around the country with, with 12 finals, as you mentioned, all of them uh, group, race, uh, group race quality in their own rights and... Uh, yeah, it's all leading to Sandown on the 24th where we've got two very good finals. And, uh, you know, the Nationals can be a series where you don't always get a fantastic final, just the nature of the series. But uh, this year will be the exception, especially in the sprint, is quite an even field. That's right. I think the distance final will definitely take centre stage. Um, <laughs> very hard not to when you look at the gray- at greyhounds that are engaged. And Rip and Sam, of course, got in um, as, as a wildcard entry as well. Uh, Dinah Chance got in running second. It's... Just a, a fantastic final, and Tornado Tears taking 10 lengths off his run last week. Uh, just, you, you know, it's, it's not even that he puts in a bad run, but um, he just went to show what he was made of, I guess. 
he is without doubt the best player in the country, and I dare say could be the greatest of all time by the time he's finishing, he finishes his career. He only turned two and a half last Wednesday, which uh, just shows most days are just getting to their peak about now, or just getting into form about now. And realistically, he's got another 12 months of racing in front of him, and um, not just the way he races, but the times he puts on the board. Uh, if you compare him, and you know, I've got to be reluctant to compare uh, Greyhound to different eras, but even Fanna Bale, who you know, was just a remarkable Greyhound in her own right, she was a, a similar sort of racing style. The difference between the two is Tornado Tears is just that much faster. And, um, he puts himself into the race and he works around dogs. He's got underneath dogs and he's now got three of the eight fastest times at Sandown uh, over the 7.15, which is just remarkable for a greyhound of his age. So um, he's going to be very hard to beat having you know, drawn box two in the final as well. But uh, yeah, he's a joy to watch. He's a fantastic animal to watch race. He sure is. Um, the other greyhound, um, or one of them, Poco Dorado, I was um, given the tip by someone from New South Wales during the week. week. He said, look, if this greyhound makes a final, you know, watch out for him. He has an outstanding run at Wentworth Park. Yeah, it was. He's, uh, he's a very highly rated greyhound. We've got uh, a similar word down our way that uh, uh, this uh, a stayer on the rise. And another one to keep an eye on is Double G, who uh, won up in Queensland in 41.60. Uh, the 41.60 is a good time in its own right, but uh, won the prelude the week prior in 41.30, which is only uh, or just under two lengths outside of what Tornado Tears is running up in Brisbane. So um, the same ranks are quite good right around the country. Uh, we should enjoy this because uh, you know it wasn't that long ago that uh, Dog broke 42 seconds at Sandown and we'll be talking about what a wonderful day it was and now we've got a, a crop of stayers that uh, she'll break 42 more often than not. So uh, it's, it's going to be a great race, but uh, yeah, just keep coming back to Tornado Tears. Uh, it's just impossible not to, isn't it? Even though you've got Rip and Sam there in box one, it just looks like Tornado Tears is... He could easily lead this field. He's got Dinah Chancellor on his outside who he was um, going to head-to-head with almost on Thursday night, but he's still... He's just so strong in the end. I can't see any greyhound that um, can out outstay him, basically. No, exactly right. Uh, uh, Dinah Chancellor, if they'd have drawn the other way around, I'd uh, I'd give Dinah Chancellor a much better chance. Uh, he's got that early speed that can go um, go head to head with Tornado Tears, but given he's drawn inside, it's where he wants to be. I can't see Dinah Chancellor um, crossing, uh, leading and crossing Tornado Tears, and that being the case, you're, you're right. I just can't see anything else going with him, uh, particularly early and being that strong at the end. Rip and Sam, we know, uh, can find the line extremely well. Robbie Britton can't split the two of them. He reckons that uh, there's nothing between them if they race head to head, but um, given the fact that he's going to be so far back and um, he's going to need luck in running at some point, um, yeah, I just I, I get very nervous backing those sort of dogs. So, um, no, nah, look, Tornado Tears, uh, yeah, I just keep going back to him. I've got out of for the dogs. <laughs> I think we all have, Mick. Let's head to the sprint final. Uh, big Flood, look, he's just so impressive at Sandown, a terrific run from the Red Box on Thursday night. Then we get Hasten Slowly, who got in as a wild card, and also Shardale. Um, it was an enormous run from Shardale as well, uh, and we've got very good representation going in the sprint final. We do. We're uh, lucky enough to have three in the final there as well, uh, given the, the two we get with it as a host state and the wild card, and all three runs are very impressive. Shardale uh, caused the upset in the uh, in his state heat, but um, look, he's a very underrated greyhound. We know he's, uh, he's capable. He's a Melbourne Cup finalist. He... Uh, sorry, a, a Melbourne Cup reserve. He's uh, he's won over five ninety five as well in good times. And uh, speaking of Jimmy Redenback uh, before kenneling on Thursday night, he's pretty keen to have a crack at the speed star in September as well. So that gives you an idea of how well he thinks he's travelling at the moment. Really, really nice run. 
starting to be a little bit awkward in box six in the final. But uh, considering the dog was retired earlier this year with uh, one of the worst back muscle injuries that uh, the vet had seen, uh, getting back on the track's been an enormous effort. And to be racing in a group one final is just a, a real testament to the way Jimmy Redback goes about his business. He's fantastic with the dogs and uh, thoroughly deserves his spot in this final. He sure does. Uh, Weston Augie, the uh, Western Australian sprinter. I mean, Chris and Chris Hals and Linda Britton are no strangers to coming over here to Victoria for these big races and uh, they've got the advantage that the Greyhound has been here before. So uh, box four, maybe not the best, but I think, look, there's a good mix of Greyhounds in there, all the the state representation. We've got, of course, um, ours are going to be hard to beat, but you just never know in these um, sprint finals. That's exactly right. Western Augie, as you said, is a very, very fast greyhound early. And uh, if he steps away, he did uh, over in the Western Australian series, both the heat and the final, then he's going to position up in a really good spot. Morris Minor from Queensland's already got a fast time on the track, and um, you know, they're, they're very good at travelling these dogs, and um, shouldn't be any issues uh, track wise there. And Canley Kenny is, uh, is a greyhound the South Australians are, are pretty bullish about, especially given this draw in the red as well. So, this is a very, very nice field. Uh, Skywave. Uh, shouldn't discount it from New South Wales as well. Although box seven may be a little difficult, especially with Shadale on his inside. But uh, no, it's a very, very hot final, and uh, um, any one of uh, you could make a really good case, I reckon, for probably six of those finals. You sure could. And Morris Minor, just touching on him again, he's got a PB at Sandown of twenty nine twenty. So you know he's <laughs> certainly got the credentials there. Yeah, absolutely. He's uh, he is a flying machine, and um, it was a shame we couldn't see him in the speed star. He's had a little issue uh, uh, back in May, but um, you know, as you said, he's got a fantastic PB at the track, and that'll hold him in good stead on uh, Friday week. Oh, look, Mick, thanks for joining us. I know there's going to be so much talk leading up to the Nationals on Friday, the August the 24th, uh, so two weeks away, just under two weeks away. There's going to be so many uh, form experts come out to give their their ideas and their thoughts on all of this so we're going to be hearing a lot of it but appreciate your time um pretty much hot off the press from thursday night so um uh, yeah a real pleasure and we'll have uh, a number of these dogs trialing on thursday night as well so uh, uh that'll be fascinating to see how they go and um yeah it's all roads leading to sandown on the 24th oh fabulous yeah really looking forward to seeing how some of these dogs do trial and whether the ones that have been around before will come back for another trial or just keep them fresh in their own state so uh, looking forward to it all unfold, and I know Sandan will be heavy on the heavy on the social media leading up to it as well. Absolutely. <laughs> What's making news around the kennels? And joining me now on Talking Greyhounds is Warrigal's club manager Adrian Scott. Good morning, Adrian. Good morning, Simone. How are you going? Oh, I'm very well, thanks. So you've got a big meeting ahead of you tomorrow, the Group Three Warrigal St Ledger, and what a terrific field you've got lined up. Yeah, it's an absolute pearl. We've um, been fairly fortunate that um, this is the first year we've got Group 3 status and it's um, certainly been matched with the quality of the dogs. Well, when you've got $25,000 there on offer as first prize for young dogs, um, of course it's an age-restricted event, um, it's sure to bring the big guns. Yeah, and that's exactly what we've achieved there. I think there's three dogs now that have all competed at Group 1 level, so uh, and we've got this very exciting dog from New South Wales in Pindari Express. So. Yeah, I know you've got, a, you've got a soft spot for him, haven't you? <laughs> <laughs> I, I love it's actually a dog that sort of captured my uh, my imagination a little bit, and I've followed him since he had his first start. So um, we're pretty lucky to have him down here competing. I think you sure are. Look, I've just um, done rough calculations. The greyhounds in this field have won over four hundred thousand dollars between them. That's enormous for a country final. Yeah, it is. And as you said earlier on, that's um, for an age restricted event to get the quality of this dog. We've done that particularly well, I think. 
The four heats, um, you had greyhounds like Aston Cometo, you had Emerald Ranger, uh, Rainbow, My Redeemer, uh, Black Forge, who's been un- a bit unlucky throughout the um, maturity series, and um, Chief's, uh, Chief's Empire. I'm looking at the wrong pages here. Um, Chief's Empire. So you, you've drawn the good greyhounds have made it through to the final, but there were some outstanding runs as well. And um, Aston Cometo, the fastest qualifier, gee, what time did he run home? He looked like he was yeah, airborne. He ran, he, yeah, he ran the fastest fastest heat and um, to come from where he did back in the field up along the rails, it was a phenomenal effort. He's come up with box five in the final. Uh, given that he's slow early, probably not the ideal draw, but um, he did win his heat from box five as well. He showed he is a class act. A dog on the way up as well, but um, he's got that very pacey Chief's Empire on his inside. It may give him a run into the race. Yeah, certainly. Chief's Empire was fairly impressive too. He um, jumped uh, particularly well the other night and uh, hit the front and was never going to be headed. No, he certainly wasn't. My Redeemer, of course, we saw him win uh, the Group 1 at Sandown recently and then his litter brother, Emerald Rainbow, has come up with the red. Uh, doesn't have the... Oh, doesn't hasn't had the elite racing that his brother has, but Emerald Rainbow, do you know uh, off the red? Does he like to be off the track a little bit more? Yeah, I'm not. Yeah, I, yeah, I'm not sure that the box draw suit him. Um, but um, David Neal is a uh, particularly good trainer, so you never know. No, that's absolutely right. Um, another greyhound, nervous and weird for Ashley Terry. This greyhound's a flying machine. Early it was. It was racing um, very quick early. The last few starts hasn't been beginning as well, but it is still a flying machine if it gets anywhere near the bunny. Yeah, yeah, you're exactly right there, Simone, and um, Ash um, provides a bit of local uh, interest too. She's uh, pretty close to the club here, so uh, she'll probably have a fair bit of uh, hometown support, I would think. We've got another local there, Juniper Pearl, for Brett Mackey. Uh, this greyhound looks like it's going to be a little bit of a step up for him, but he has run a 29.50 at Sandown, so perhaps he's a greyhound that may fly under the radar a little bit. Yeah, quite possibly, yeah. Be under the odds a little bit for this race, I would have thought. And, um, yeah, look, he looks fairly impressed in his heat the other night too, so you never know. You never know. And let's get back to Pindari Express. This greyhound has only had uh, seven career starts, has won six of them with one placing, which happened to be last week in its heat. Um, but he's already got two track records to his name, hasn't he? Yeah, he has. And, look, he's, um, you know, I think he'll um, improve considerably on his uh, heat run there the other night. Um he missed the kick a little bit, which he does have a tendency to do, and then I've got a, a, a severe check mid-race, which um, really put him out of it. That Chiefs Empire sort of kicked away with a, a, a fairly reasonable lead. How did you manage to get a greyhound um, from New South Wales down here? Well, we were pretty lucky, really, uh, Simone, that um, the conditions of our race really suited this dog, and um, Tracy Screw's been particularly careful as to how she's programmed uh, this dog's races. And, um, yeah, as I said, the conditions just fell into it. She's... Uh, taking a gradual step towards um, group company and um, we're lucky that uh, she's picked out the Warrigal Pledge as part of that step. She might be picking out a few of our provincial tracks too or cups that um, we've got coming up towards the end of the year as well because he looks like a greyhound that may be suited to them. Yes, yeah, I would think so and you're, you're exactly right and I think that's in Tracy's um, long-term plan. So your tip for the final? Um, look, I'm going to stick with Pindar Express because I think he's just an absolute um, sensational greyhound and um, he'll benefit from the run the other night and uh, perhaps a wide draw might suit him too. Well, let's hope he gets home for you, Adrian. Now, also tomorrow you've got the President's Cup and uh, a special announcement or a presentation to Gary Allen. Is that correct? Yeah, that's right. We um, The President's Cup, it coincides with what we have a President's Dinner here and um, the last few years we've recognised someone from within the club that's made an outstanding and ongoing contribution to the club and this year it's Gary Allen. And, uh, Gary's a, a life member of the club and been 
club president for 10 years and I think he's been associated with the committee for 17 years and Gary's one of the characters of the industry and he still provides a little bit of input around the committee now. So, um, yeah, so it's an opportunity for, for the club to recognise what Gary's done for us. Oh, that's good to hear and um, it is always. It's hard to get volunteers, hard to get committee people at times and um, the fact that he's been on there for so long and involved, well, perhaps he's got good people to work with, Adrian. Uh, yeah, maybe. Yeah, maybe. But uh, anyway, he, he is, as I said, Gary, Gary's one of the real characters of the industry and um, I'll be looking forward to what he's got to say. Uh, I'm sure you will be. Well, look, I hope it all goes well. I hope you have a terrific final. I'm sure you will. And um, good weather and all the rest of it. And everyone get out to Warrigal tomorrow night. That's it, Simone. It's, um, we've got a um, got a meal deal here and kids get meals for free and um, there's a little bit of light entertainment. So, yeah, it'll be a terrific night. All Greyhounds, every Saturday across Victoria. RSN 927 is Talking Greyhounds. All Greyhounds, every Saturday across Victoria. RSN 927 is Talking Greyhounds. What's making news around the kennels? Joining me this morning is CEO of Greyhound Racing New South Wales, Tony Mestrov. Thanks, Tony, for joining us. Good morning, Simone. Glad to uh, join the show for the first time. Yeah, look, uh, excited about this. Exciting news coming from New South Wales with the Million Dollar Chase. Um, we spoke briefly about it last week, but thought we'll get, get it straight from the horse's mouth. Can you tell us how this race is going to work? Yeah, sure. It, uh, I think it's the biggest announcement New South Wales Greyhounds seen um, probably ever. We've, uh, everyone knows the issues of the past and the negativity, but this was truly the first positive announcement we've had. Probably a showcase of where we think the industry is going. Um, it has a strong future, um, definitely in this state. Um, obviously, there's a welfare touch to the race, which I'll go into um, later in the show, but uh, definitely exciting. The way it worked is we've got a very regional focus. Um, the regions we felt, and working obviously with Minister Tool, needed a real boost. So there'll be 11 heats and finals in the regions with two dogs going through to a semi-final in Wentworth Park. Then there'll be 14 qualifiers at Wentworth Park, of which three of the top dogs from each of those races will go through to that same semi-final with 64 dogs. So there'll be eight semi-finals with eight dogs and then the winner of each of those will go through to the final for a million dollars at Wentworth Park on October 20. Look, it's a remarkable turnaround, like you mentioned, for a greyhound that was in crisis um, only two years ago. But what I like about this is the fact that it's engaging these provincial tracks that um, possibly people don't know that the tracks exist. And I'm talking about people in your own state don't know that greyhound racing actually exists there so perhaps a really good opportunity to showcase to the people in those regional areas what they've actually got oh that, that's exactly right and we really want to showcase the tracks and the greyhounds from those regions this is the first opportunity uh, for people that actually for locals that live in those regions are also visitors to go to tracks and maybe for the first time so it's a real opportunity to to get new people involved in the industry as well as the old. And I think the important part for each of the regions is to you know, definitely show that uh, Greyhound Racing New South Wales really want to develop the regional centres, but also to give economic benefits to our local clubs, which is really important, but also the town. So I know there's been uh, a lot of support and also calls from the regional saying that um, the attendance looks like being really large at each of those centres. So it's exciting. It gives the opportunity for a local club to definitely um, increase their revenue but also bring new interest to the 
to the sport and industry. Oh, for sure. Look, I know in Victoria firsthand, the Country Cups, it's always a great night of racing. Uh, there's always a good turnout. Okay, there's a few sweeteners, there's kids' activities and maybe a free beer or things like that. But, gee, it does really get the locals out and gives them something to do for a night. Yeah, and I think particularly our industry, because of the closure and so on, it has been negative towards the industry in some centres. So this is a real opportunity for those people to be really proud of the industry and proud of this their, their sport. So I think that's really important. And each of the local um, members of Parliament are getting behind it. The local media has been incredible in the regional centres around um, radio and, and newspaper and TV. So I think it's really important as an opportunity to bring a new person to the sport but also showcase those regional centres. Oh, I think so for sure. Now, from a racing perspective, Tony, uh, over the provincial tracks like here in Victoria, I'm assuming there's a lot shorter distances like your 450s, 460s, um, as opposed to Wentworth Park, which is the 520 metres where the final will be held. Is there any potential um, problems, do you think, with some of the greyhounds being very good at the regional centres but maybe not perhaps at Wentworth Park? Um, I I think we've actually looked at the distances in those regional centres and they are very close to the 520. So we don't actually see that as being an issue. Obviously, if dogs haven't raced at Wentworth Park for the regions, they need to trial there and we'll be having those discussions. But we just don't at this stage see an issue. Most of those tracks... The level regional centres are very close to that 520. Now, this um, million-dollar chase, it's all part of a bigger, wider package, isn't it? It's all about these reforms that New South Wales are starting to implement. Um, it's to show us that we are serious. We've got the money there, but we actually care about everything else that is underneath that million-dollar paycheck, and that's the greyhounds in particular. Um, Victoria, we've gone through massive reforms here, and it sounds like you're getting the ball rolling. Yeah, that's exactly right. There's a real welfare touch to this million-dollar chase. There really is. Um, obviously, you know, all dogs have to be rehomed in one facet or another. It's either through the Greyhounds' Pets Program, obviously a, a private provider, or simply keep them as a companion. And all monies raised throughout this million-dollar chase period will go to GAP. So it's a real opportunity to raise awareness um, around our welfare initiatives, but also build the funding to broaden the GAP program out. Alan Clayton, Victoria, a very close friend of mine, we've worked closer together and realised the reforms that they've put in place, particularly their GAP program, which I visited. So, you know, really following in those footsteps about um, building that funding to rehome our dogs is absolutely paramount and important. It really isn't negotiable in this day and age at all. Not at all, and I won't negotiate. I you know, I'm, I'm the first to put our hands up and say, hey, we're going through reforms and there's some things that won't be negotiated. And there's, we've you know, obviously gone through a, a new euthanasia policy. It's just there's, there's zero tolerance. There really is. So we're really pushing that. want to make awareness to the broader public, not only our participants, but our broader public, that welfare is at the forefront of everything we're doing. And I guess you take that back to these regional areas where you have a lot of children and families that may live on properties and they have dogs, but it might just get them thinking, gee, we might have a greyhound as a pet. <laughs> well, it's very popular. And, and, you know, each of our, we've had adoption days and so on. We've had quite a number of those and a high percentage of, of those dogs have been adopted. And I know it was the same in Victoria for the National Adoption Day. So they're a really popular dog. They're a, they're a really easy dog to look after. Um, you don't have to have a big backyard. They only take 20 minutes to... Um, 
to be exercised. They're, they're a lovely animal, short hair. Um, so they're a really great pet. So we just want to encourage that more and more as we broaden our program and see those great results in Victoria as well. Yeah, now just briefly again, Tony, on the Million Dollar Chase, so October the 20th, um, there's a few date clashes, but uh, they're not of a concern? No, and, and I think that the most important thing, for obvious reasons, I mean, we, we, we wanted to obviously keep this exclusive to the announcement. Um, the government worked very close with us, but we've, we obviously had conversations um, with the clashes since, and you know, definitely in the future, beyond next year, there won't be an issue. We're just working through that. Initially, obviously, the Adelaide Cup there, um, you know, it was the most impacted, but we're working with them. Labrokes also is a sponsor of the Adelaide Cup, as well as the Big Dollar Chase. They're the naming rights, so we make sure we made sure that they were okay with it. That was the first step, but we're definitely working with the other states. It's the endeavour, you know, not to clash in the future. Well, it sounds like this race is here to stay. It's the Everest of Greyhound racing, isn't it? It's great news. Like it really, really is to. Um have a million dollars for a greyhound race. It really does get people talking and hopefully for the right reasons. It, it does. And I think it's really important that we have a showcase event. But we've got the Easter egg in New South Wales. And we still want to build on that. But I think this will, you know, this is a significant amount of prize money that allows the best dog in Australia. It's not only giving the regional dogs an opportunity, but I think the interstate dogs. I've heard a, a lot of discussion coming out of our clubs that there's interstate trainers already planning to come to our regions, which is great for the regions to see the best dogs in Australia racing at Dubbo and Wagga and so on. So the interest is there. And, you know, Alan Clayton rang me um, after the announcement. He was ecstatic and said, look, we, we really need a strong New South Wales in, in jurisdictions around Australia. So that was great. We're always going to work together. I think it's really important. So hopefully we'll give a, a shot in the arm to greyhound racing throughout the whole country. Look, it's been great talking to you this morning, Tony, and uh, appreciate that and shedding some light, and we can't wait to see the series start. Pleasure, Simone. Look forward to the series. RSN 927's Talking Greyhounds with Simone Fisher. All right, Simone, let's finish off with our final segment, and uh, who was last week's dog to follow? Sniper Strike is engaged tonight at the Meadows Race 4, Box 4. And my dog to follow this week is Charlie Mack, who's now had five starts for five wins um, and running some very handy provincial times. He ran that 23.04 at Horsham on Tuesday in a restricted win heat. So he's come up with Box 8 in the final on Tuesday, which is Race 1. Okay, and you got a best bet for us tonight at the Meadows? I have Race 7, Number 8, Trit Trit. Um, over the 600 metres, it's an easier race than some of his most recent ones. What's coming up in the world of greyhounds uh, over this next week? Uh, Shepherd and Cup heats Monday night. Heats of the Cranbourne Puppy Classic are next Friday also. And um, I think just keep an eye on those trials coming out of Sandown during the week too. That's it for today's show. Plenty of interviews. Make sure you catch up with uh, all the interviews on the podcast. And uh, as I say goodbye to you, Simone, we say... You keep those tails wagging. We'll take a quick break here on RSN 927. On the other side, we're talking trots with Jason Bonington and Blake Redden from HRV. We'll be uploading the best of today's talking greyhounds to rsn.net.au.